Welcome to Easier Movement, Happier Dogs. This is the podcast where you'll learn how you and your dog can feel better at any age. You'll learn how to reduce the effects of aging, arthritis, injury, and even anxiety so you and your dog can feel younger and lead happier, healthier, more active lives. I'm Mary DeBono, best-selling author and international teacher, and I'm so happy you're here. Now let's dive into the episode. Hello and welcome. Today I want to share with you in this short episode how your beliefs, how your mindset, if you will, impacts your dog's life as well as your own. So let me start with a little story. When I was a kid, we had this wonderful dog, wonderful dog. He was a Norwegian elk hound, right? They weren't too common. They're still actually not that common. He was a beautiful dog. So what's what's interesting is we started showing him, my dad and, and the family, we started showing him just as amateurs. We didn't hire professionals or or do anything. He was Zeus, his name was, which is a great name, isn't it? He was a much loved member of the family. That was first and foremost. But we also wanted to do dog shows on the weekend. So we my dad would handle him and he would do the confirmation classes. And he did quite well. He was a beautiful dog, very well developed. And then once he got his his championship and all that, we decided to go more into obedience work. And what's funny is, especially then, so this is quite a number of years ago, I was a kid, everyone would tell my dad, all these professionals and non-professionals alike would tell us, oh, you can't train in a Weginel count. Oh, you'll never do anything in the, in the obedience ring. He, he's never going to do anything. And that's a belief that a lot of people have. They say, oh, they're, they're bred for hunting. They're, they're never going to listen to you. And luckily, my dad didn't believe that. He refused to accept that. You can think of it as like a hypnotic suggestion because this is how beliefs are formed. Other people tell us things. It's like you're not born with a belief, but through exposure to different things, you start to develop beliefs. So a lot of people had a belief that our dog, our, our wonderful Norwegian elk hound, would never be able to be trained in obedience. And one of the things I remember, and I was just a little kid, but it made a big impression on me, is they said, and this dog will never jump. He will never jump. You will never get him to jump. Because, you know, in obedience, there's different obstacles they go over, and some of them are quite high. Like there's a high jump, there's a long jump, etc. Well, Zeus loved to jump. So he would do all the recalls with the jumps and, you know, holding the dumbbell, doing all the things. He was great. So he actually got trained up to utility level and he was fantastic. As a matter of fact, he was so good that he was chosen to make dog food commercials. He used to be on TV because he knew all these hand signals. So super fun stuff. So, and he met all these famous people because he used to be on the Commercials would be with The Tonight Show with, at the time was Johnny Carson and his guests. So if my dad had listened to these people, all these so-called experts, he wouldn't have bothered trying to teach Zeus anything. It's just like, oh, Norwegian accounts can't learn. They can't be trained. But he refused to believe that. Now, unfortunately, a lot of us just take in things and create what we call limiting beliefs. Their beliefs either about ourselves, about our dogs, about other people, whoever. And then we live our lives by them because they create certain feelings in us, maybe feelings of inadequacy, maybe feelings of frustration. 
And then our actions are in response to those feelings. And a lot of this happens unconsciously, okay? A lot of it happens under the radar. So it's like we need to kind of bring it to the surface so we know how to change them. So let me give you an example that this might hit home. Maybe there was a time where you got a new job or you transferred to a new department or whatever, or somehow you got a new supervisor, a new boss. And somebody warned you about this boss. And they said, you know, she's not a very nice boss. Matter of fact, she's horrible. And that's the reason I'm leaving. She's unfair. She's this, she's that. She blah, blah, blah. It's all negative stuff they told you. Well, right in, you're going to go into that job with the expectation that this supervisor is going to treat you badly. And so your brain will look for evidence of that to support that. It's what we call confirmation bias. It's like you have this belief and then you find evidence. It's like you, it's like doing a Google search. What you put in is what comes up. So if you tell your brain, this is a bad person, this is they'll start showing you examples of how she is terrible. Now, on the other hand, if someone had taken you aside before that person got to you and said, this is the best boss I've ever worked for. She's amazing. She's always been there for me. She's so patient. The work is amazing. And they told you all this positive things and said, the only reason I'm leaving is because we're moving out of state and I have to leave. You would have a really different impression, wouldn't you, of that boss? And so therefore, your feelings about her would be different. So your actions would be different. And your brain would be looking for evidence of, even if she was in kind of a funky mood one day, you'd probably give her a little grace over it. You'd be like, oh, maybe something happened at home or whatever. You wouldn't be so quick to be judgmental. So this is true for our dogs. I've had a couple of terriers in my life, both amazing dogs, I might add. and. So many people say things like, you can't teach a terrier anything. You can't train them. So it's a similar belief. Or a person has a belief about the athletic ability or the coordination about their particular dog, whether it's a breed-wide general belief or specific to their dog. Someone may have said something to them or they got some information that led them to form that belief, or they had certain experiences and they chose to latch on to those more negative experiences. Now you can also have wonderful positive beliefs about your dog and and yourself, which is what I hope you have. But this is where it's important to start to recognize where you're holding yourself and your dog back. So let's think about your beliefs. So if you have a belief that, oh, I'm not confident enough to be a trainer, or I'm not smart enough to learn all this stuff, or I don't have good good body awareness, so I could never help my dog in the way Mary DeBono teaches or something like that, right? If you have those beliefs, again, you're going to find the evidence to make them true. But if you decide to challenge those beliefs, and there's several different ways that I teach how to do this, but here's a real simple way. It it works. It's simple, but it works. Just say you think I have much confidence. I'm, I'm like not a confident person. Find the simplest example of when you did feel confident, or it doesn't even have to be the simplest, but it can be simple. Like in other words, I often use this example for people. Well, are you confident tying your shoes? Cause most people are. And they're like, well, yeah, Mary, of course. 
tie my shoes multiple times a day. I'm like, okay, what did that feel like? Did you even give it a second thought? No, you just tied your shoes. Take that feeling and now play that in your head while you're doing something else. That's a little bit more challenging. Maybe not, you know, manning a submarine or or something you haven't been trained to do, but apply that to something a little more challenging. Think about the feeling of confidence and bring that up the next time you do something that's just a tiny bit outside your comfort zone. You know, baby steps here, little wins. And also if you think about your dog, if there's something you believe about your dog, can you find evidence of the opposite. So if it's a belief you don't want about your dog, maybe again, let's go back to the training thing. Oh, my dog is not smart enough, or that breed isn't easily trained. Well, find evidence of when you were able to teach your dog something, find evidence of that. Okay. And then build on that. Super, super important. But again, I often go back to the example with my dad because it made a huge impression on me that he chose not to believe all that negative input he was getting about our dog. And luckily, he, he, he chose not to believe it. And we had amazing fun because our dog loved doing all that stuff. He loved it. We always kept it light. We didn't put pressure on our dog or anything. He was, like I said, first and foremost, a beloved member of the family. And we just did things he he enjoyed as much as we did. So think about the beliefs you have. And they could also uh, involve health issues. Like a lot of people feel that if the dog has been, you know, has a particular injury or something, they can never get better. And I would ask you to question that. I did an episode about this, about how optimism can help heal your dog. You might want to look at that because there are a lot of things that people were given very negative prognosis, things like that, that, and of course, you're going to take your vet's advice always, but there's sometimes there's things we can do to improve our dog's outlook, to improve the prognosis for our dog that might be a little bit outside the box thinking, so to speak. So be careful where you get your information, maybe get a lot of different professional opinions and things like that so that you make the right decisions and you have beliefs that actually empower you and empower your dog so that you have this wonderful, healthy, active life together. And this, you can start doing this at any age and any age of your dog. You can start changing how you feel about your dog. And again, building on things that are enjoyable, that do feel good to you and feel good to your dog. So find those things, find those beliefs, And remember, a belief is just a a thought that you have that you're sure about. And maybe it's something that you shouldn't be sure about. There's a good saying that says, don't believe everything you think. So start to question your beliefs and think of how you can flip them. If they're not serving you and they're not serving your dog, think of how you can flip them and find evidence, even the silliest evidence Find evidence that the opposite is true and start to have more beliefs that serve you and serve your dog. And I'd love to know what you're coming up with. I'd love to hear from you either over in my Dedicated to Dogs, that's my free Facebook group, and I'll have a link in the show notes. 
you can talk to me over there or email me, mary at marydebono.com. I'd love to know what your limiting beliefs are for yourself or for your dog, or maybe what your empowering ones are or what you want to switch them to. Any of those things, let me know what's on your mind. Or also let me know what you'd like in a future episode and we can make one just for you. Okay. Well, thank you so very much. I love sharing this work with you and I can't wait to talk to you again. Bye for now. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Easier Movement, Happier Dogs. Now, have you grabbed your free canine masterclass yet? It's a series of videos that can help you and your dog have greater mobility and vitality. All you have to do is go to marydebono.com forward slash dog. That's marydebono.com forward slash dog. Thank you again for being here. I can't wait to talk to you again. Bye for now.